Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Johnny Nani. We are here after a White Sox L, a loss to the Angels, 8-7 to seven here. Johnny, it's been like the same stuff, different day, man. How, how, how you feeling? Um, well, I'm, I'm, you know, down the dumps. Didn't never like to see a loss, but I think this is karma. This is what I get for uh, predicting the White Sox would take two of three this weekend. So I think I just need to stick to my negative Nani uh, shtick. So that way they have to prove me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I totally understand, my friend. It was a, it was a hard one to get through. I mean, this game just started off rough. With Dylan Covey getting absolutely rocked and only making it for uh, through two and two-thirds here. Let up seven hits, seven runs. All of them earned. Walked two, had four strikeouts. He let up a bomb. Uh, it was <sighs> Between him and Carson Fulmer to start this game, man, I, I feel like it, it took the life out of me. Yeah, and I'm pretty much just uh, I'm pretty much just done with that. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but I'm just I'm, I'm just pretty much done with Covey and Fulmer. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and you have to admit, I gave Fulmer like every chance. Like I, I was a, a big supporter of Fulmer because I was just wanted him to be good, and I'm just, I've just had enough. Yeah, you know, you know what the thing is. Uh, you know, some people will probably point to him being brought up like too quickly or whatever. They, they may think that might be the case since I think that was 2016, and you know, it was like just the year after he was drafted. So uh, some people point to that. But if he was going to figure it out, and there was something wrong there, you would think that he'd figure it out by now. So uh, I am over that. Um, these guys between them, you know, you'd mentioned Kobe getting uh, racked up. I mean, to be fair to the rest of the guys, I know Fulmer's weren't pretty, but he did not uh, give up a run himself. I, I know he guys had scored when he was in and no thanks to him throwing wild pitches and walking guys and all of that. But those all of those runs tonight are on Dylan Covey, all seven of them, uh, all earned. Uh, and Covey himself had two walks as well. Uh, gave up, you know, the home run, the big bomb of the game to uh, Otani in that third inning. Although Jose Abreu did, and we'll get into the offense in a few minutes here, but um, Jose Abreu did have a three-run shot of his own in the seventh, but uh, unfortunately uh, wasn't enough. Uh, only got us within one, and we couldn't do anything after that. So, um yeah, I would if you're just going back to that. Sorry, going off on a little tangent here, but I would I would say I am done with both Kovey and Fulmer as well, Buzz. Yeah, it just it just gets rough, you know. It gets rough after a little bit. Just wanting them to you know perform a little bit and just to give us that chance to be in ball games. And honestly, with how the White Sox offense did perform here tonight, um, you know they performed pretty well. If you ask me, they uh, recorded eight hits. They had seven runs. And uh, that should be enough, Johnny. It should be enough, but it just seems like it, it never is because the pitching has just been so wildly inconsistent all year. Um, besides, you know, your Giolitos and when you had Nova and, and Ray Lowe on their little runs when they were uh, doing good work there. But seven runs, man, should have picked us up this W tonight. Heaney did not have his best stuff here tonight. You know, he, uh, Andrew Heaney, even though I did start him in fantasy, he had six innings pitched, uh, let up six hits, four runs, all of them earned, and he uh, fanned eight. I mean, he didn't, you know, he he's a high-volume strikeout guy. I think he's averaging about, like, maybe 10.15K through nine. Um, but he didn't have his best stuff here tonight, and I, I just really wish the White Sox could have capitalized and, you know, really taken advantage of that. 
Yeah, I'm with you. And you know what uh, just kind of upsets me about the way things kind of unfolded here? So in that first inning, you know, I kind of expected it was going to be after I saw what was happening in the first inning, they were just going to pile on, keep putting up crooked numbers, the Angels, that is. Um, But, you know, so they get that two RBI double from Otani in the first inning. Um, And then uh, in the bottom of the first, though, the White Sox struck right back. Uh, uh, You got, um, what was it? Yeah, Mancata kind of, or Timmy let off with the single. Then Mancata hit a grounder uh, to the hole on the right side, but uh, they tried to go for Timmy at third and could not get him there. So uh, you got first and third there, and then Abreu hits a sack fly to bring in Timmy. Uh, Mancata stole second, and then Eloy struck out, and McCann hit an RBI double. So so that was clutch, and that tied it up at two then. Uh, and then the second was fine, but in no scoring either side. Um but then the third man, uh, you know, it, it was uh, Goodwin leading off with the walk, uh, advanced on a wild pitch, Upton singled, and then Otani put it out of the park. So uh, that, that was 5-2 Angels, and it felt like no looking back there. I know we did end up scoring seven runs in this one, so uh, it wasn't completely over then, but that's just kind of what it felt like. Uh, I kind of put a take out there that, you know, <laughs> it's like this ball game is over already, even if it's after the third. So um, just <laughs> unfortunate, man, because the White Sox uh, wouldn't get on the board until the uh, – Fifth again, um, back-to-back doubles from Ryan Cordell and uh, Tim Anderson with one out there uh, made it 7-3, and then Mankata hit an RBI single um, that made it 7-4, but he got cut down, uh, probably a bad play. Uh, he cut down at second when he was trying to take that on the throw home, um, and it wasn't even close. I mean, it wasn't like a slide and, you know, could have been close to review. It was like he was still standing up and just stopped right where he was uh, and got tagged out. So uh, probably a little bit of a mental mistake there on Mankata's, uh, you know, side. But uh, then the, the it was actually so I said all these runs were hung on Kobe. I did miss one little one in here, uh, Jose Ruiz, uh, which this did end, up, did end up being the game-winning uh, hit. I always talk about those. Uh, it was in the seventh inning, a two-out home run for old friend Kevin Smith. I don't know if we call him a friend. Uh, I know Andrew Kinsler, our guy, liked him, but uh, I wasn't particularly high on him. But he did come back and uh, bite us in the ass today with that solo shot in the seventh inning. Oh, absolutely. And a guy that you brought up before for that Angels offense and Otani, I mean, he was um, a triple away, I think, in the third inning away from the cycle. It was either the third or the fourth inning. I can't remember what one it was. Yeah, he was like a triple away in the third or the fourth inning there from the cycle. I mean, he started the game off hot. You know, he he was the one who originally uh, brought in. He doubled the left scoring Goodwin and Fletcher in the first inning there. Then he homered in the third. I mean, the guy guy had three hits uh, tonight and five at-bats, and Otani also drove in five runs there tonight, Johnny. So he, he played one hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they got from their main guys, their mainstays. I know Mike Trout wasn't in the lineup. But, you know, that's kind of what sucks because we, me and Tony, uh, we like to bash the Angels. Maybe that's just kind of talking smack about our opponent uh, going into these series. But me and Tony like to call them the patchwork angels of Anaheim, of California, of Los Angeles, of wherever the hell they are. Um, so they, they one of the, when one of their big guys, Mike Trout is not patchwork. That's what we say. They just patch around him. That's kind of the, you know, the joke about the Angels. Um, so they got one of their mainstays doing a lot tonight, like you'd mentioned, the Otani performance, five RBIs. Uh, but then the, their patchwork came back and bit us, and our patchwork couldn't do much, um, uh, you know, because uh, most of our production did come from the big boppers. Uh, Jose Abreu, uh, the, obviously the big shot, uh, three-run home run. Uh, he also had another RBI, and then... Uh, 
Yo Mancata went went three for four, and Timmy in the leadoff spot two for five. So uh, at least that's you know some silver lining here. Timmy up to three. 34, I believe LeMahieu was still below him. So Timmy still in the lead in that batting race. Yeah, it was another multi-hit performance for Tim Anderson here tonight as well. Guy has been absolutely on fire. You know, uh, I, I can't, man, I can't. I wish I would have the stat in front of me right now, but I think he was like 14 for 28 in his last few, uh, his last couple games. I mean, he's just on fire, Nani, and he's yeah. he's, pl- he's playing great baseball at the at the plate. Yeah, he but. Did, he, well, I was going to say, was the, I think the only thing, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, no, but it's it's the, the only average that's uh, higher than Timmy, Timmy's batting average right now would be the average uh, of the times when we come on here and we're talking about a Tim Anderson, uh, you know, multi-hit game. You and me, that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. 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 You know, I, I, I just got to say, I, I know he doesn't walk much. Um, you know, it's like 2.4% of the time or something like that. But when you're batting 334 and your on-base percentage is 354, I, I can't be mad at that. You know, I, he, the guy's no. just playing stellar baseball at the plate. So, I mean, right, silver linings between him and Makata tonight. Bray, you played a hell of a game recording four ribbies. You know, um, the one thing that does suck about the White Sox offense here tonight is that the fact that they uh, did collect, collectively have 13 strikeouts. And it seems just to be a common trend with uh, the White Sox. In the last, I'd say, collective month, they've been striking out a lot. You know, and uh, they have. It, it's just, it's rough, you know. It, it's definitely rough. They got to they gotta tighten that up. But this one's not on the offense tonight. The offense came to play. They performed. The guys that needed yeah. to drive the ball in did. And it was just unfortunately to start the start of the game with the pitching. And that's what put us in the bad situation. Yeah, I mean, you would like to think that seven runs uh, definitely wins you a game here. Uh, it's, you know, just common all around baseball. You, you would hope that. Uh, but not when Dylan Covey, Carson Fulmer, Jace Fry are the, uh, you know, guys patching together those first start starter innings, I guess. Because Covey only went two and two thirds, uh, Fulmer that inning, uh, and then Fry one and a third. And he, so he did not get touched for any runs, but he walked two and had just, uh, I think he had a wild pitch as well. It just did not look clean. It was very shaky, uh, one and a third from Jace Fry there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean, no one looked really crisp. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it, it, as far as pitching goes, no one looked crisp. It was, uh, you know, it, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's hard. You know, it's, it's hard to like dissect it because it's, it's just kind of like the same thing. You know, I mean, story of two baseball teams is what I always say. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. seven runs in the in the first half of the season usually would uh, we'd be talking about a White Sox winner right now. So uh, just the tale of the White Sox in the second half. Jekyll and Hyde. Exactly, exactly. But as far as this game goes, I really don't have any, much more to touch on unless you you have anything. Nope. Um, I wish I would have been able to get one of those home run chains. But then again, I'm also kind of glad I was not at the ballpark. Um, you know tonight for to witness that and that would have been a little gut-wrenching because you get a little false hope uh when you know they pull it within one with that Abreu one and then you just you just at the you know back end of things uh socks down one two three in both the eighth and ninth so no more fight after the seventh inning and it doesn't just ins- inspire confidence yeah i probably could have told you the game was over after the eighth inning because that was yolmer goins and timmy there and i know timmy could give you some hope but uh, nobody on for him already two outs probably trying to play hero and uh, you know they just couldn't get it done so i know that would have gotten it back over to Moncada, but those first two you're already putting yourself in a hole in my opinion so um 
that that's just where we stand on this. So, uh, unfortunate. Uh, I'm ready to move on, though. Buzz, let's get to tomorrow's game, the series finale. Absolutely. And uh, just to touch on what you said, uh, you know, I wanted that change so bad as well. But I, I was just so burnt out from Thursday's Bears game. I just the, the disappointment in my heart and my head. I couldn't handle being at another loss yeah. this week for yeah. one of my it, teams, man. Well, I was at, I was at a disappointing loss on a Friday night for the White Sox, man. Uh, I was there for the series opener here and looking great. And then Bummer uh, gives up the two run home run to I believe it was a bench player, um, and you know the White Sox up in that one and then uh, you know just pity pissed away late so um that, that one stings and i don't know if my heart could handle it so here we are on the mic talking about it tonight <laughs> absolutely do you want to get into uh, the pitching matchup for tomorrow johnny yeah for sure so we got uh jamie Berea going for the angels he's four and seven six two seven era uh 64 strikeouts on the year uh dylan cease for the white Sox, uh who had a great outing last time uh, around uh he's three and seven uh six seven five era 64 strikeouts on the year and buzz i'm gonna get a little fancy here uh because i do have the stat cast uh metrics on these guys pulled up as well um and uh you know uh during against the current Angels roster, uh, Dylan Cease has a 27.3% K rate, whereas uh, Berea against the White Sox current roster has an 11.1 K rate. So, first of all, I think that means the White Sox shouldn't be striking out as much. And then if they do, we get to hammer on them even harder tomorrow. Oh, well, let's hope so, right? Let's hope so. Uh, you know, going into tomorrow's game, I would like to see Dylan just kind of re- uh add on his last performance where he did have a career high in strikeouts. Um, I believe we call, we did a socks on tap after that game together. Nani, I believe if I'm not mistaken, after the 11 strikeouts for Dylan cease. And, you know, yeah. he, he looked real, he looked real good. His, uh, his fastball mm-hmm. was working. His breaking ball was working his changeup. He threw a lot of that in the last game. I don't have that. The stats pulled up in front of me, but he, he threw his changeup quite often yeah, he, in, in the last he, game there. He threw four pitches uh, in, in his last, uh, you know, usually it's been more of like the uh, maybe three, I would say, between fastball, changeup, uh, and curveball. But he was working in all four of them. Uh, so he added the slider into that mix as well. And I think that's dangerous just because he throws so hard in the slider. It can just be deceiving, uh, just slightly slower, a little bit of a break to it, but not as, you know, uh, hammerish uh, 12-6 as a curveball. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd like I said, I'd like to see him come out tomorrow and, and rebound and, or not rebound, but add on what he did in his last start. And, uh, you know, I have a little bit more confidence that Dylan Z's coming out tomorrow and and uh, adding on to that with him on the mound. I do, you know, even though he has struggled uh, a bit this year with a six, you know, a six, seven, five ERA there. Um, I still have confidence in him to come out and, and do his thing. So I'm looking forward to having him on the mound just going to come down to him pitching a good game and keeping the runs down for the angels and the white Sox offense to put runs on the board. Yeah. And one thing I know he did have a great uh, start in uh, last time out at Cleveland. I'm not taking away from it, but for Dylan sees, I want to see some spotless innings, you know, one, two, three, uh, those, those early innings, because he still did. If you remember, gave up a leadoff home run to Lindor and then settled in nicely after that. I'll give him that, but let's not even get behind the eight ball. Uh, let's give the white Sox offense a chance to, uh, get going, get him some runs and keep that thing spotless for as long as possible. Uh, th- that's what I'm going to be looking for. Cause Tony says it all the time when he's on here and we always say, you know, when is it going to be where Dylan Cease doesn't get shelled? And luckily he didn't get completely shelled early on, but he still did give up a big bop and we kind of thought, Oh boy, here we go again. That's just kind of, mentality that you have because it's the way it's always been um 
So let's just see it completely clean now. He, I think he took the first step there uh, with, you know, only that one run. But uh, let, let's see a big goose egg. That's what I want to see, Buzz. Yeah, absolutely. Give the offense the chance to strike first. You know, yep. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Um, well, without further ado, let's get into our Second City Picks to click. You can go to secondcitypicks.com or follow them on Twitter at Second City Picks. Super easy, super fun as well to use um you just go to secondcitypicks.com you enter in your email and usually they'll have you could predict the score of the game uh the combined runs combined hits whatever and uh you have the chance if you do win if your prediction is right you can win a gift card to a fine eating establishment somewhere in the chicagoland area again that is secondcitypicks.com and you can follow them on twitter at secondcitypicks yeah, I, I, really quick on Second City Picks. I want to give Second City Picks a shout-out today. Uh, he made the pick today instead of the White Sox or Cubs. He made the Illini score. So he can kind of throw in some oddballs, too. It's not always just baseball. I mean, I know that's kind of the everyday thing where there's an event going on every day. But when there are other events, he can do some fun stuff. Like Thursday night, he did a Bears one. Uh, you know, like I said, today he shouted me out, too, in the tweet, uh, my Illini. And they did end up winning. So it was supposed to, you know, predict the final number of the Illini score. So, like, you know, 27 would be seven so uh that was pretty cool today unfortunately i did not win i picked one of the obvious ones like that and i believe the line i scored like 31 or 33 points so uh <laughs> that's all right though uh I keep playing uh, hopefully a white Sox one tomorrow and i can predict a winner um but yeah let, let's get in who who are you going to take for your pick to click you know i know it's going to sound uh predictable here but i'm gonna have to go tim anderson i, th- I just think he's going to keep adding on i think he's going to keep putting the bat on the ball i think he's going to help get us uh the lead early tomorrow whether that's a, a, you know, he picks up a ribby himself or he gets a run across if he hits from the leadoff position again. Uh, I'm going to have to go Tim Anderson tomorrow, and the reason I am really picking him is, like I said, he's been hot, and I'd really like to see him continue doing that and keep his name in that uh, that batting title race. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, I like that. I mean, you can never go wrong with Timmy, it seems like, lately. Um, and we're going to be on the Sunday Funday afterward tomorrow, so uh, hopefully that our average uh, increases again for games talking about Tim Anderson uh, multi-hit performances. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, James McCann. I feel like it's just been a while since I picked him, um, and he DH tonight. Zach Collins is behind the plate. I would imagine he is back behind the plate to help out young Dylan Cease, um, but let's see it going on offense again. I know we did have an RBI double today, so that gives me a little, uh, you know, I like that a little confidence in my pick there, but uh, I'm going to go McCann basically because I have not picked him in a while. It's not a bad pick. You know, James McCann usually uh, hits the ball at very op- opportunistic times for the White Sox. So, I, you know, hopefully tomorrow he could be that guy that does it. Um, another thing I want to tell everybody is be sure to go on ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Checking out everything that we have going on over there. Following us on Twitter at ontapsportsnet. And if you're listening here, follow us uh, follow this show on Twitter at Socks on Tap. Johnny, that's basically all I got for today, man. Just come out tomorrow. Hopefully that offense can stay hot. Keep, uh, you know, stars keep putting the bat on the ball. And young Dylan Sees can help us out and shine through a little bit himself tomorrow. Keep this uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, of California, of wherever, <laughs> at bay. Of the and, West uh, Coast, yeah. Of the West Coast, yeah. Keep them at bay and give a White Sox a chance to strike first tomorrow and then uh, keep and keep that lead and uh, do his thing. 
Yep. Uh, this one, Buzz, uh, I agree with everything you said there. Uh, a nice short, sweet show for you, uh, so you can listen to it ahead of the uh, matinee matchup. Uh, one ten on the south side is when it starts. Um, but just two quick more plugs. Uh, it is football season. Uh, I know we're still here for you baseball-wise. Socks on Taps will still be running um, all, all through the season, and then we'll have a few off-season shows, probably continue Sunday fun day in there. But since it is football season, you have to plug these. Bears on Tap, uh, our coverage team over there, they do a great job. Uh, you know, you're probably just as frustrated as they were uh, they put it all into words on the microphone on uh, their latest episode of Bears on Tap. So go follow them on Twitter at Bears on Tap. Um, and you can just, you know, listen to all their podcasts and they have a bunch of articles too about what's going on. So uh, good stuff there. And then in the college realm, uh, I'd mentioned my line I earlier. Uh, John Suarez from Shy Sox Weekly uh, talks Northwestern and I talk Illinois fighting Illini football over on Big Ten on Tap. That's at B1G on Tap on Twitter. Uh, and we are now an Apple podcast there. So uh, if you want to hear, I will probably have another. Uh, you know, it won't be as uh, positive as the uh, first one, but it was still when Illinois football is 2-0, so uh, I'll be happy about that. Um, yep, then I'm out of my hot air buzz. Uh, that's all I've got. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. <laughs>